What'd you learn from today's show, Stu? What'd you learn? What'd you learn? You know, I, I, this isn't a good time to ask me. I'm, 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 we're now a couple days away from the end of the year broadcast-wise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm to that point. You know when we do shows sometimes after, like, we've, we've been awake for 48 hours covering an election or something, and then we come in and try to get through the show, and we're all really tired and silly and just blurting things out? That's sort of where I am, so don't ask me. Don't ask me. You asked me during the show, and I felt like I had an answer of meaning. And then today, like right now, I just feel like I, I, I just should probably just zip, zip my mouth. I'm sorry. Did you say something I wasn't listening? <laughs> just thinking about going on vacation. Here's today's really tremendous podcast, brought to you by Goldline. Tons of Americans still don't know it's possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. You could be saving up for retirement and building a protective wall against inflation. What inflation? It's transitory. Uh, Other forms of economic insanity might pop up. That's crazy talk. It's a big deal. Something that Goldline can help you with right now. I've been working with Goldline for almost two decades now. Um, I trust them. They do business the right way. I was uh, I was a client of theirs before they ever were a client of mine. Um, do your own homework. Give them a call. Time's not necessarily on your side. Call Goldline today. Tell them that I sent you from the podcast. Give them the uh, Goldline code of MYB. It represents Mind Your Business, and you'll get the silver bars that were made just as a thank you for you that say mind your business that was our first motto on our first coins believe it or not Um, and just request their information either from the website goldline.com or call them 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program We're supposed to have the uh, Florida, uh, the Florida Surgeon General, on with us uh, in about thirty minutes. We just got uh, word that uh, there's some sort of an emergency going on uh, that he had to attend to, so he is not. Does he still do like emergency surgery? Is there like somebody had a broken leg, or is it like a paperwork emergency? I mean, I don't want to you know diminish his job because he's like he's like going sure. after all of these guys. Someone's lip filler just <laughs> fell out, and he had to step in and fix the situation. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, he is uh, going to be joining us uh, in a future date. Uh, his apologies, my apologies, uh, and I hope everything is okay. Um, now, we have another wonderful guest for you. This is the guy who claims the biggest cover-up in history is the cover-up of where COVID came from. How does he know? He worked with the Wuhan lab. He said, I tried to warn them, and I know COVID was a lab leak. He has been on with us before. His name is Dr. Andrew Huff. He's the former vice president of EcoHealth Alliance. He is. Uh, he says he was there for the greatest cover-up in history and the biggest U.S. intelligence failure since 9-11. Welcome to the uh, program, Doctor. How are you? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, you know, I'd be, be- I'd be better if we, you know, we had people that were actually uh, doing something about 
the lab leak in uh, Wuhan, if that is indeed what it was. Can you give us the evidence well, on on how sure you are this was the lab leak? I'm 100% confident. And the reason why is there, there's a couple different things. But the smoking guns here are if you look at the genetics of the virus, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, mm-hmm. there is there were sequences that were patented in 2016 that show up in the wild strain that emerges, which everyone says was due to a naturally emerging zoonosis event. That's impossible. Actually, the statistics behind it are insane. It's a one in a billion chance that that could happen in nature. And in the book, or my new book, The, the Truth About Wuhan, I lay out all the different scientific facts from peer-reviewed studies and government documents to prove what I'm saying. So, you know, we've, we've talked to you before, um, you know, when, you've, when this first hit the scene, um, and you have been brave enough to, to consistently state that this was uh, Wuhan. Uh, what has changed since I think we were, we were on a year ago to talk about, you were on a year ago talking about Peter Daszak working for the CIA. You have got to have had the biggest hammers coming your way. Has that changed or are people more uh, open to this? You know, they say theory, but I, I, I've done my own homework as well. Uh, and uh, I believe this, is, this was a lab leak. They knew, Fauci knew about this. Is it easier to speak about this now, or is it still poison? Oh, it is much easier to speak about this now. And over that course of the year, I went through the most severe uh, harassment from the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the Michigan State Police. I can prove all of this. I actually uh, shook an undercover FBI agent's hand, and I told them that I beat the U.S. government. Um, Tom Renz, my attorney, and I, we filed a billion-dollar lawsuit against EcoHealth Alliance. Uh, Peter Daszak, Dr. Ralph Barrett from the University of North Carolina, and Dr. Ian Lipkin. And we also filed a report with Congress uh, three months ago. So the, the accumulation of events are, I catch the Michigan State Police and FBI trespassing on my property. This is after I got into a gunfight with these people. I'm not kidding. Wait, 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 slow down. Slow down, because I want to hear the details in this. I know they're in the book, but yeah. give me the details. Michigan State Police. Why would Michigan State Police be involved? Well, so I haven't quite... Uh, I'm not 100% firm on the connections, but okay. the way that the, Depart- the Federal Department of Homeland Security works, uh, and this is from my experience working closely with the agency over years, is that they typically rely on, on state and local uh, law enforcement yeah. authorities, correct. And so in the state of Michigan, the Michigan State Police actually uh, works as the Michigan uh, form of their Department of Homeland Security at the state level. All right. So I think that's the con- connection between the federal government. Okay. And they were, you had a gunfight with them? Why? Well, um, because, so this is uh, how it went down. So I was sitting in my living room, this was in July um, of this year. And there was, I live in a very remote area and I've been harassed and there've been people breaking into my house uh, repeatedly, which I reported to law enforcement. They tased my dog. Uh, they shot up my mailbox. Um, I mean, just all sorts of crazy weird things. They, they pointed at something called a long range acoustic device at my house is something that we used to use in the military against terrorists. I mean, they did all this terrible crap to me. And, um, and who did that? And who did that? The, the FBI and the Michigan state police. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's just so hard to believe. So anyways, I, I look out my window and uh, there's an armed trespasser coming up to my house 
And it's, it, you know, I live in a very remote area. And if you don't address a threat like that with all the other things that, that have been happening, um, you know, law, law enforcement, it could take them an hour to get here. Yeah. So I told, told my wife to call the sheriff's department. She did. Uh, I would say that there was armed to notify that there was a trespasser on our property. And I grabbed the firearms and I went the door. I mean, I used to be an infantryman. I served in operation at enduring freedom, operation Iraqi freedom, um, the height of this conflict. So I know, know how to handle this kind of situation. Well, I chased this person onto my property and he turned uh, at me with firearms. So I proceeded to uh, shoot at this person at a distance of probably about 50 or 60 meters. He ran into a swamp and that's when I started receiving return fire across the swamp at about a distance of probably seven or 800 meters. And this went on for about an hour. And uh, I guess the short of this is that um, I won, as in the fact I wasn't killed. I scared these people off. I realized at that point that their biggest fear was actually me catching them or them getting hurt on my property is whatever they're trying to do. And uh, yeah, the, the, the Michigan State Police and the Sheriff's Department never showed up to investigate. I mean, isn't that crazy? Never showed up. Never showed up. And I called them back and asked why they weren't coming out. And they said they were diverted to a car accident. But the gunfight on my property wasn't important enough to them. And oh, really? Wow. And uh, they didn't uh, they, they never came back. They didn't say, so we'll get to you tomorrow. Nope. That's odd. Um, and yeah, very odd, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> very odd. I mean, and, well, so anyways, that's behind me and, and, and that's all in the book. And as this, this, this story builds and builds, they keep on amp the, the pressure on me. I mean, they did something similar to um, uh, Stephen Hatfield and um, Bruce Ivan, who are affiliated with the anthrax attacks, actually. Mm. It, you know, if you go look into their story, they actually did similar things uh, to them as what they did to me. But so we filed a lawsuit, Tom Renz and I do. I actually catch these people who are trespassing on my property with hard evidence that they're, they're trespassing. And it all just stops overnight. My book, my book comes out and all the, this, this insanity goes away. Well, the uh, safest place is to be right in the center of the spotlight and making sure everyone knows who your enemies are. So uh, good for you. Um, what is it that you think they're trying to stop you? What is the smoking gun that you have? Well, I was a first-hand witness to the discussion, well, the discussions of gain-of-function at Ucroft Alliance. I reviewed the, the gain-of-function proposal. I actually have the uh, original understanding the risk of that coronavirus emergency proposal, the unredacted version. There have been no documents removed from it. It clearly shows that the gain-of-function work began under a different project under the United States Agency for International Development called PREDICT. And that work under that project brought Xi Zheng Li and Dr. Barrick together to start doing this gain of function work. And you know, the other thing here too is that I understand the inner workings of Equal Alliance, the people who work there, and the, the nature of how they were doing business you know, I understand how the Welcome Trust was involved, the Google Foundation, Jeez. all these different, all these different places. So, you know, of course, I'm probably the most damaging expert and witness against everything they've been saying. On top of it, I used to have a top secret clearance. I worked on, you know, I'm very well respected in this space. They had no other choice than to, than to come after me. Uh, is the way that I guess other other experts looked at it. So, what do you foresee? I mean, because I I believe. Um, that this is this was a uh, an arrogant 
gain of function plan that has been in the works for multiple years uh, and it went wrong and nobody wanted to own up on it and they're doubling down they're taking the money that they're getting now even more money and they're doubling down and doing more of these kinds of experiments is that true it's absolutely true but what there's actually something very quite unique about the wuhan institute of virology and i picked up on this right away and i think this is why they came after me while i work at equal health alliance i actually asked the question like why are we doing this work with in china it didn't make sense to me, and this was after I was being promoted to being an executive, simply because, um, you know, in my previous work, work experience in bioterror, national security, I knew that this was the suspected bioweapons lab of the Chinese. And the Chinese only have a history of, you know, lying and cheating and stealing with American business partners. So I was actually looking out trying to protect the company. And, you know, after the disease emerges, I put it all together. The Chinese did not need $600,000 of American money to do gain of function research. I mean, it's laughable. The Chinese loan us money. They don't need five, $10 million of money to do this type of bioweapons work. So in context of Dasset telling you that he was working with the CIA, it looks like what the assumption here of the parties involved was is that the United States was going to basically give the Chinese advanced biotechnology because they were about 10 years behind the United States for access to their bioweapons laboratory, except Jeez. once again, the United, the United States got, gets the shaft. And I think that that right there is what brought the intelligence community against me because that proves how incompetent they are. I mean, this is essentially just another, another nine 11 all over again in terms of the intelligence failure with much larger consequences. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you believe that um, people will go to jail for this? I mean, I, I believe Fauci, if proven what I believe he did um, and what a lot of evidence uh, shows that he did, I think he should be in jail. Are any of these people going to pay a price, do you think? Well, I think Tom Renz and I will bankrupt most of them. I mean, I can almost guarantee that. Our, our cases are rock solid. And we have whistleblowers from the, the Chinese side of this actually working with us, too. So I think we're going to bankrupt uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Barrick, um, Dr. Lipkin for sure. Um, I also believe there's there's a good chance that if, you know, Governor DeSantis goes through with some of his plans for the investigation, and I should probably be careful, I say, I know he has some tricks up his sleeves, and if he follows through, I, Dr., uh, Drs. Barrick, Fauci, and Daszak will probably go to prison, oh. either at the state or the federal level. I, I don't see how they can. I really don't. And in, in reality, if we were being fair, we'd be facing the death penalty. Uh, Dr. Andrew Huff, uh, the name of the book is The Truth About Wuhan. Uh, highly recommend that you read it. Um, uh, and, you know, don't take anything as gospel, but he was there um, and was in a position to know you do your own math and uh, figure it out. You're smart enough to do that. The Truth About Wuhan. Doctor, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. are listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Stu, what is the thing that you learned this year? We'll open up the phones, by the way, 888-727-BCK. What's a thing you learned that you think, wow, that's, that was an, that's important.
Hmm. Um, I will... Uh, Sometimes... I mean, miracles happen. Miracles right. happen. You know? Well, if this is... I don't... I didn't think you were going to talk about the lesson you learned. Prostitutes carry disease. But miracles do happen. I mean, it could clear up. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the antibiotics work. Now, uh, I was going to say, what, what strikes me is that, uh, saying that is that uh, we talk a lot about stuff all the time. And I'm very certain about many things. Yeah. Lots of times I'm pessimistic on the future. Mm-hmm. I never. Uh, I mean, I'm. I think I don't. I don't expect good things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan. Okay, I expect okay. right. Okay, I get things it. are going get to it. turn I get wrong. You're going to get an moment. ice ball to the head, and your right. team is going to lose. Totally got it. Uh, I cannot believe that Roe versus Wade was overturned. To yeah. this to this moment, it's still the most one of the most shocking things that has happened since we started talking about the news eight zillion years ago together. I, I the entire time we were talking about that, I never bought that this would actually occur. And so it's still, to me, the biggest news story of the year of, I don't know how, I mean, we're talking about 63 million people that that are not alive that should have been. So it's a pretty big one. I think maybe one of the biggest stories we've ever covered. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's weird how fast this happens. It goes from, oh, well, it's overturned to, well, how will it affect the midterms in like eight seconds? Like, yeah, I so I don't know that we actually really focused on it, but still a lot of work to be done on that one. But that, right. that that's shocking to me. That was a, a stunning moment. And I learned at times to maybe tamp down my, my pessimism. We talked on your show last night. Um, I don't know. Stu does something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and we talked about the biggest story of the year. I didn't ask you what you thought the biggest story of the year was. No, I, that, I think that has to be it. That has to, to be me. It. That has to be it because we've, we've talked about this before in that. I think it would be a terrible, terrible show to be clear, a terrible, awful show. But if we came in here every day, we could morally justify only talking about abortion. Morally, morally, it would be an awful show and no one would listen to it. Right. But morally, that choice would be justified mm-hmm. because of just the impact on the world. Uh, I mean, you know the number worldwide? We talk about 63 million in the United States. It's a big number. The number worldwide is a billion. A billion. A billion people that should be alive that are not. Well, it's a good thing because we don't have the space or the resources <laughs> for them, Stu. Oh, yes. I, I Look, I cheer for people, yeah, yeah, yeah. more people to be here, to be alive. I think it's a good thing. Uh, so I know I'm out on a limb these days. I tell you, the, the good news on abortion, um, I guess what I learned this year, the biggest lear- lesson I learned was um, you shouldn't be overwhelmed because we're only fighting one thing. Every time in the last 20 years, I'll see something. I'll be like, geez, how are we going to watch that one too? This is on fire. That's on fire. This is on fire. They're doing this while they're doing this. And we felt overwhelmed. And that was their their key. And it, with abortion, you see what they're doing. I mean, the FBI is gloating. They're gloating the Justice Department about going after these activists. Um, and you see what... The hospitals are doing, trying to make sure that if you're a doctor, you have to do it. If you're a nurse, you have to do it. Um, You have the surgeries, the mutilation surgeries of our children now. And then Canada. Canada 
is now taking on all of it. They, they were, you know, compassionate for old people who are really sick and they have no chance of living. That went away. I mean, that's 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 so 2016. They are now um, allowing children if they can ask for it. If they don't feel they have a future and a reason to live, they can ask their doctor for suicide drugs. Okay, it's it's insanity what's going on. But those are all really the same story. Directly related. Directly related. What's happening? Yeah, it's a culture of death and destruction. It is a culture of absolute chaos. Who do you trust? Who is on your side? Who is standing up for life? Well, we know now that the system is so corrupted, it is evil. It is evil. You know, I told you at one point, if we're not careful, we will become the darkest nation ever to be on earth. We will be, we will make, I've said this for 25 years, we will make the Nazis look like rookies. Gang, remember I used to talk to you about we're on a highway and there's lots of exits, but at some point we're going to come to a bridge. I think we've already come to the bridge. We're already there. There's no more exits left. But we can, we're shooting off the, the normal American bridge. Ah, and about 25 feet down, there's another, there's another highway. This one is the highway to hell. This is the highway that our destination at the end of this one is we're the Nazis. I suggest we stop the car soon. Get off at the nearest exit and find your way back home. You can't get back on that old highway. You're going to have to find new ways, but get back. You're going in the wrong direction. We are fighting evil. And I think I'm more optimistic, believe it or not, because I know who the enemy is now. Oh, people could totally sense your optimism in that last uh, that last rant. <laughs> The last rant where we jumped off the highway to the Nazi land, they were yeah. like, oh, my gosh, how much optimism can I take in one morning? <laughs> Nothing says Christmas <laughs> like Nazis. Oh, OK. So um, their flag was red. <laughs> their flag was red. Yeah. And, and they were environmentalists. So red and green. There right. You go. Right. Just like Christmas. So anyway, um, the the optimism comes from I know how that battle ends. I don't know how the battle for America ends. I don't. I hope I know what I hope. I think we are down to saving it in remnants. I don't know if we have I don't know if we're holding the winning hand politically. We are morally and we are for the test of time. Might be twenty years, might be a thousand years, but the people who are standing against what's happening right now in America. You are on the right side, and historians will recognize that at some point. Don't know when. Um, but I will tell you that I believe we were all born for a reason. We're born at this time in this country with the skills that you have. You may say, I have no skills. You do. Whatever it is, as long as you stand and are immovable unless the spirit tells you to move immovable on principles. 
you win. You're part of the winning team. We're not on the Eagles team. We, we are the Philadelphia Eagles when it comes to politically. We might have a good season. We're probably going to screw it up. <laughs> this is hurtful. They're 12 and 1, we should point out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this I is know. important to I know. Note. Yeah, I know. How much confidence do you have? I have no confidence. Okay, see, there you they, go. I will there tell you, go. you. They might go to the Super Bowl and they might win. Right. I literally <laughs> thought they were going to lose the Super Bowl every single second until right. the ball hit the ground on <laughs> yeah, the I last know, play. I know. Literally. I know. And that's the way I feel about our country. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like we might do it. We have a chance. We've made some really great plays lately. Mm-hmm. But until the clock says zero, zero. <laughs> and the score is in our favor, I ain't counting on anything. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Our media has clearly demonstrated that it is impossible to report accurately on something if you're also taking money from that same something. So what these people did was, what these researchers did was they looked, they performed autopsies on individuals who died suddenly, unexpectedly, without any, any known explanation, any known acute illness within a few weeks of COVID-19 vaccination. And they published their results. And what they found was in, their, in the group of people they looked at, Four out of 35 people who they looked at actually had myocarditis. And it was a type of myocarditis that was different from the typical types of myocarditis, which you can get from viruses, many different types of viruses. And specifically, it was a type of myocarditis that they attributed to mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. That is uh, Dr. Joseph uh, uh, Ladipo. He's the Surgeon General of Florida, and he he joins us now. Um, doctor, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. You bet. You bet. Um, a lot of people are looking at you uh, and Ron DeSantis with a great deal of hope that we can finally actually talk about science without any politics and 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 tell the truth about what is going on, good and bad. Um, and that was what this roundtable was all about um, the other day, the beginning of this. Can you tell America what um, you expect to get out of this roundtable? Sure, sure. The short answer is just exactly what you said, Glenn, more truth and transparency instead of the propaganda that most people in this country are waking up to. And I I have to even believe that people who are politically opposed to Republicans or conservatives are also acknowledging more frequently that there really has been a blanket of propaganda around the pandemic and these vaccines. So our purposes, they were really very simple. The first purpose was to establish a public health integrity committee. So just another 
scientific body, and we have excellent scientists, anyone who watched the roundtable and learned about their credentials, we have excellent scientists that are volunteering to be part of this as a counterweight to the CDC, uh, particularly when the CDC decides to go off the ledge with policies that are not at all based in science and even have political, political overtones. So that was the first piece. The second piece was to dig into the sudden unexpected deaths that have happened after COVID-19 vaccination. And there's already been one study that provides very strong evidence that at least a proportion of these people who die suddenly within days or a few weeks of their COVID-19 mRNA vaccine are dying because of a cardiac arrhythmia from myocarditis from these vaccines. This isn't what's showing up in studies because these people are dying suddenly. What shows up in studies are people who are developing symptoms like chest pain, shortness of breath, going to the hospital, getting checked out, being diagnosed with myocarditis. These are people that die suddenly, unexpectedly, most of them don't get autopsies. You never find out what actually, you know, what actually, they, what they actually died from. And the third piece, the third piece is the, what Governor DeSantis, and it's gathered a lot of attention, and I'm, I'm glad it has, because I think it will shed a lot more light on both data, data that we still don't have from the FDA or the drug manufacturers, but this putting together this grand jury. So I'm, I'm very excited about that piece and very, very, very grateful to Governor DeSantis for, for leading it. So you have, I mean, people are pushing back on you like crazy. I'm sure you're used to that in Florida. Um, uh, Lisa Gwynn, she is a past president of the Florida chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. And the Pediatric uh, Association, they have been all over, you know, shots for babies and crazy, crazy stuff, I thought. Um, she said that this is just uh, politicizing, <laughs> I can't believe it, politicizing health care. And she just doesn't understand where you're going with this. You're getting a lot of pushback on uh, from people who, you know, have had an awful lot of credibility for a very long time that are on the other side. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, they should know that uh, even though they don't know where we're going with this, they, they should know that we're going. And they can decide that it's politics or it's this or it's that. Uh, like Dr. Fauci, I, I heard him saying that it was about politics or something else like that. And fine, they can have that. Either way, the point is to get to the facts. The point is to shed more light on on something that's just so critically important. I and mean, all of these people, all of these people in this country around the world have essentially been engaged in an experiment in terms of mass vaccination with a new product, with a new technology. And it, it, it needs, I mean, it's so obvious that it needs more light and transparency. And that's where we're going. And, you know, and, and whether they come kicking or screaming or they keep shouting from the sidelines about different types of motives, you know, they can they can uh, they can go ahead and do that. We are going to dig into these things and uncover truths. It is. Uh, we're talking to uh, Dr. Uh, Latipo. He is the Florida Surgeon General. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's one thing to say this is about politics, but 
this would have happened even if we would not have had the the lockdowns and everything else. You come out with an experimental drug um, and you're just trying it. I personally um, didn't mind the first three weeks of of uh, shutdown. We didn't know what we were dealing with at the time. Um, and even the mask thing, I don't know. But then it be, did become political and the government was starting to punish people who didn't go along. And then they forced you to take this vaccine in many cases. Now, that's a different thing than having a, a vaccine that is out there that you tried and everybody's like, we're doing our best, uh, you know, take it your own risk. That's totally different than this. This must happen or it'll happen again. And these drug companies and the government will continue to collude and not tell us everything that they know. And that's dangerous. Oh, I, I, I could not. You're absolutely. That's exactly the truth. It's basically a service for humanity to do this, to, to dig into these issues, because otherwise you've got you've got drug companies that have a terrible track record in terms of honesty. Anyone who reviews the history of litigation with some of these pharmaceutical companies, the cover up of data, we saw that with I think it was uh, Celecoxib or something. It was one of these like Vioxx, where the data showed that these, this drug was killing people. It was causing people to have heart attacks, and the pharmaceutical company just hid that data and tried to obfuscate for as long as they could until they couldn't get away with it anymore. So it is, it's, it's, it's perverse and truly a mystery that just regular American scientists, the media, are capitulating to thinking that Big Pharma is their best friend. I mean, they're not, they're not out for you. They're out for them. So Well, but no it's different. This, is, this, yeah. this goes back to uh, Eisenhower's farewell address where he talked about the industrial uh, military complex. But he also said the scientific and educational complex, when they merge with government and start to give the answers that government is requiring, um, we're in real trouble. And, you know, I take pharmaceutical companies, you know, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes it's great. Other times they screw things up. But if you if you if they are in bed with the watchdog and the watchdog's watchdog, the media, there's right. it is extraordinarily dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a fact. Uh, we've seen it. You know, I mean, I, I mentioned in, in during the the meeting that we had during the roundtable that there's a study that was published in Germany that showed people were dying at home unexpectedly, some of them from mRNA related COVID-19 vaccination. That's huge news. Totally no coverage in the media. It's it's insane, Glenn. And we're gonna we're I'm really happy to work with the governor to try and restore sanity. Um, and um, your biggest foe to this is what do you think? What are you really fighting? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can only I, I'll speak from a personal level. I mean, I know that there is a lot of opposition out there. I'm not concerned about it. I think that one good thing, and I think it's a theme that you shared too, Glenn, is that truth has a special resonance to it, and it has a special affinity to it. 
and it's it's powerful and there's there's really nothing more powerful in terms of when people go on a search for something so i'm i'm very confident that the 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 motives that we have and the inspiration they're giving to other people to to uh, to align with more truth to align with truth around this pandemic and the covid-19 mrna vaccines i think that that's going to to carry us through whatever we need to get done can i um ask you a question that would really only be asked on the glenbeck program um People don't have faith in any institution anymore. We don't believe our justice system. We don't believe uh, in the FBI. We don't believe in Congress or the White House. We, uh, we don't believe in many of our churches anymore. F- faith in anything, any of our institutions, gone. You are in a, a very important position. If this is politicized if this is not a true search for truth and let the chips fall where they may um um you will only make things worse are you aware of the gravity of the moment here on what you guys are doing you know i I don't actually i don't think i'm aware of the gravity i mean i think that i think that um i think that that we are doing the right thing. I mean, I, I'm not even thinking that. I know that. Uh, the governor is very oriented toward the truth, as am I. So I, I hear you about the gravity, and I hear you about uh, these concerns, certainly the loss in faith in institutions. But, you know, people gravitate toward the truth. Yes. And, you know, people may be biased, but, you know, you spend enough time looking at what the governor's saying, how he's saying it, what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And, Folks can tell when someone's telling them the truth and when someone's lying to them. Well, I happen to agree with you, um, but I, uh, I wish you all the best. And I, I, uh, I pray for uh, guidance that, uh, um, that you get to the truth and you expose the truth and people pay. Uh, if there were crimes committed, they pay for those crimes uh, and justice is actually done if the evidence leads you there. Thank you so much, uh, doctor. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Glenn. You bet. That's the Florida Surgeon General. I think I'm overstating that responsibility. I mean, people are looking for justice, and I don't want a kangaroo. It's like, it's like the, um, the voter, the votes. I don't, I don't want to be proven right or wrong. It doesn't matter. I just want a transparent accounting and if somebody did something wrong, I want them to go to jail. And I think I like I think his answer is appropriate there. That yeah. No, he doesn't see the gravity. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be thinking about it in some moment of gravity. He should be thinking about it as find the facts and release them. Yeah. Na, 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 na.